Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds in the studio on a Tuesday morning. So, it's finally done. Last night it was announced that the Kansas City Chiefs and Chris Jones put together a deal. And you know what? I think uh, my conspiracy theory was right all along. It really came from uh, listening to Danon before a preseason game talking about how he thought this is a situation where you got a player talk about wanting to get more money. His agents gets in, gets in his ear and say, you know what? You are the best defensive player in the NFL, and you should be the top paid defensive player in the NFL, and we're going to get that done. Well, it looks like Cats brothers fumbled the ball because they didn't add any years to his contract. They just got him more incentives, and they walked it back. Your thoughts on this, well, sir? Well, the incentives that they gave him were that they are paying – this is quasi-paying. The player has to pay the fines for his missing training camp. Well, they're going to add to his contract that $2 million and probably a little bit more, plus his one-game paycheck and then some more incentives beyond that. He's going to make probably about $24, 25000000 million this year. It's just for this year. He did not get an extension. Now, what's not known and will probably become public today is whether or not the Chiefs will exercise the option of applying a franchise tag. They can. They can do that. He hasn't had the uh, three-year total. You only can apply a franchise tag to one player for three years. He hasn't had that yet. But they can still do that. However, you don't do that until, oh gosh, sometime at the end of the Super Bowl, maybe a, a couple of weeks after that. And then you have the start of the business year, and actually the free agency can be applied for then. You can't do that. So you, the franchise tag, if it's going to be applied to him, would be after the Super Bowl, assuming the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl, and would be probably the third week in February and for an eight-day period going into March. That would be the franchise tag. Then the player has the option of declaring free agency, which is the business start of business year, for 2024, it's usually the 15th of March, the Ides of March. It was this year, probably will be again uh, for a 2024, but that's just a guess. It's mid-March is when they start their business year. The fact is, what's Jones going to do? I think he's probably going to wait and declare himself a free agent. Now, free agent can have the franchise tag applied to him, and he can be traded. But there's so many options here, it's going to end up if he has that franchise tag applied, according to all the pundits, it's 120% of your top salary. But it's much more than that. That's very misleading. He could make as much as $32 million a year. I don't think the Chiefs are not going that. to. They, and they won't, they won't opt for that. I think he gets either free agency and they get compensation for it, or they make a trade for him at the end of the season. It won't be now. I think that's what a lot of this was uh, having to do with on the side of the Kansas City Chiefs camp because they wanted to make sure they could get something out of this guy. If they can't keep him, we need to at least get something out of it. Now, I got to give it up to the guy who on Reddit literally dived into this whole thing and he looked at every single client the Katz brothers have. Guess who their cash cow is? Is it Jones? Chris Jones. (laughs) And if they didn't make this deal and sign him for a buttload of money, guess what happens? They can't continue business. So this deal, their entire business ran on this deal. So I think not only did they fumble the bag and they just blew up in their face, and also they definitely didn't consider the fact that a fair weather city like Kansas City will turn on you so damn quick. Guess what, buddy? If you don't want to play for the Chiefs, go somewhere else. It's conservative, Bill, and, and they have to and probably did not take that into consideration. That's a very good point. 
the agents are the ones, they get 10% or more out of that contract. Makes or breaks them. And they do. They have to, now a lot of these big agents have many clients. And the Chiefs have many players. That's the key that you have to understand because it isn't just Chris Jones. They've got a lot more players who they have to renew next year. And it is a team game, guys. Hey, let's face it. Jones coming back and playing this year, obviously that's going to help barring any injuries. So we'll, we'll see what happens in terms of the long going and the ongoing. Jones has said he wants to be a Chief. Well, we'll see how much it's going to take to make him always wanted to be a Chief. You know, uh, after last week's Thursday game, uh, we got a lot of flack. I got a lot of flack from the Bengals fans in my life laughing at us that we lost the Lions by one point. I got a lot of flack from a bunch of Buffalo Bills fans who thought it was funny we lost to the Detroit Lions by one point. But guess what, friends? Karma is a wheel, and you should never talk trash until your team has at least played their game. Remember that, Mike. Oh, I, I I'm, not talking, I'm not talking any trash. I didn't say a word. Don't talk trash. Oh, oh, oh hey, that's that's all part of the fun. I can because I don't have the dog in the hunt. Hey, man, I've heard you say all <laughs> kinds of stuff, and teams are facing your green and white eagles. All right, but 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 I will say this. Watching that game last night, straight, straight up, you know, the big investment, old dog Aaron Rodgers, gone. And I'm like, and I'm watching the Bills just cut him up at the beginning. And I'm like, oh, well, what, what do you want to watch, babe? Because I'm not watching this beat down. And then I get up this morning and I look and see, oh, my God, they actually beat him. They got it together. And the Jets, even without Rodgers in there, are a pretty good team. Uh, Wilson, the quarterback, is is he's, he's perfectly capable. He was their top draft choice and their quarterback last year. He can get it done. But the fact is, there's not Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers is probably not coming back this season. It looks like it may be an Achilles tendon injury, and that puts him out for the year and maybe putting him out for a career. Who knows? It's one of those things. Got his, he fell wrong on his ankle being pursued, and it looks like that may be what it is. However, having said all that, he's unlikely to play now uh, this season. So what does that mean? Well, the Jets came back and won. They beat the Buffalo Bills and beat them handily, <laughs> handily in overtime, that is, 22-16 to 16 on a punt return. So the, the interesting thing about it is the Jets do have the component parts to be a pretty good football team. They play the Chiefs, and they play them at East Rutherford, New Jersey, coming up here in, I think it's next month is when they play. But the fact is that the Jets do have a good team, even without Aaron Rodgers on there. They'll be, they'll be a contender. They will be a contender, and uh, that just goes to show you everyone that everyone in the NFL should be feared. No matter what you think of that team, when you're on the field, that's when it's decided, my friend. So the St. Louis Cardinals battling arguably one of the best teams in baseball right now, if not the best baseball, and I caught a little bit of that game last night as well, and it sounded like Cardinals really didn't have a whole lot going on. They did have a lead early in the game, playing the Baltimore Orioles, and they have the second, they being the Orioles, the second best record in baseball. The Atlanta Braves have the best, and the Cardinals took two out of three from the Braves. So why can't they take two out of three from the Orioles? Well, they can if they're playing at full strength. Interestingly enough, and this is probably a ploy by Baltimore, but Jack Flaherty will not face the Cardinals in this series. His next outing will be against the Tampa Bay Rays, and that's coming up the latter part of this week. But the Cardinals are in Baltimore for three games, second of which is tonight. Last night, Baltimore wins 11-5. Cedric Mullins with a grand slam in the fifth inning. That was the big impetus. Cardinals had, had a lead on this Baltimore club, but Dakota Hudson wasn't pitching very well. In fact, pitching was at a premium last night in Baltimore in an 11-5 game. Baltimore, I think, had 13 hits and the Cardinals 12. 
So the ball was rocketing all over the stadium, which is a band box in Baltimore. They do hit the ball well. But the Orioles are a very, very good team. That's win number 91 on the year for them. They're headed for the playoffs without question. Where remains to be seen. They're ahead right now in the American League East. But do they hold on to win? Tampa Bay is putting the pressure on them, and that's who the Orioles play this weekend. It's going to be a great series, and uh, you went over 90 games in the regular season. You know you had a good oh, year. You had a great year. You had a great year. Uh, what about the Royals? How'd they do? Well, they were scheduled to play the Chicago White Sox in the Windy City last night, but the game was rained out, so they'll play a doubleheader today. And the Springfield Cardinals open up a very critical series on the road in San Antonio, Texas. This is the final six games of the season coming up. Regular season comes to an end. Right now, the Springbirds have a one-game lead over Wichita. Wichita is playing at home for their final six games. So it all depends on what happens this week. Do the Springfield Cardinals make the playoffs? I, they have a great chance of doing so. They have to do so without Thomas Sejaci, though, who's not with the team. He got promoted to Memphis. The question is, why did he get promoted to Memphis? They're not going anywhere. So why did the big club, this is a bit of a puzzle, why did the big club take this burgeoning power player and a guy who's going to be a big star, why'd they take him and move him to Memphis for the final week of the season? Why not leave him in Springfield and go through a championship run? Only thing that I can, and, and my pundit buddies... Get that aluminum fat hat on. <laughs> yeah, this may be, this is not a prognostication, folks. This is just a guess as to why he's being showcased. Showcased at the upper level and they're going to trade him. That is what we think, but who knows? The Cardinals could certainly use him. Nonetheless, a Springfield might be in the playoffs. If they are, that means two more games. Hopefully his uh, talent kind of uh, bled off on the other guys. But, yeah, I think that's, that's the only thing that it can be because you really don't want to mess with your properties unless you think you can get something out of them. All right, so uh, it's interesting to look at the college football rankings. All top 25 teams are undefeated right now, <laughs> yes. uh, which that's pretty much the case after week two well, most of the time. Not, not quite. There's one that's not. Who's the one team that lost? Bama. That's oh 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 and L, uh, LSU as and well. LSU. Yeah, that's true. You're right. I I there's so many to, number and zeros in here. It just got lost. But yeah, LSU, Bama, the only teams that have lost. That's still pretty incredible. Now, see, Colorado's that, that in there. Happens to you when you're looking at football records. It happens to me when I'm looking at money. All those zeros get lost. Hey, at least you got money. Up. At least you got money to look at. Uh, my K State Wildcats number fifteen. Deion Sanders uh, Buffaloes are. Freaking 18, and they're looking good, too. Any surprises at the top? Not really. You've got Georgia 1, Michigan 2, Florida State 3. Now, you talk about your allegiance to K-State. Do you know who they play this week? Mm-hmm. Let me tell you who they oh, play. Oh, I know who they play. They go to Faroe Field yep. in Columbia and play Mizzou, a team they not only ran out of Manhattan, they ran out of Kansas last year with a, with a smashing victory. Missouri remembers that. Now, I must admit, too, I haven't looked at what the spreads are for that game. I'm going to guess that Kansas State is probably about a 9- or 10-point favorite, even on the road in Columbia. That will be an exciting game. That's late Saturday morning. Okay, talking about the top three, Georgia, Michigan, Florida State. They're coming on, folks. They're the Florida State of the past. They're a very good team. Texas, number four, Southern Cal, five. And then you take a look at the second five, and who's in 10th place? Absolute heresy. Un-American. Alabama, number 10. The Tide got beat by Texas, and now all the media is coming down. Oh, their Tide is on the way down. They're they're never going to be back. (laughs) Don't sell them short, folks. That's the Crimson Mm -hmm. Tide. We'll see what happens. Well, I uh, did some research. It looks like the Wildcats are five and a half. Mm. 
And the over under 46 and a half, which I would probably take the over on that. Oh, 46 and a half. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised. Now, Missouri hasn't scored a whole they lot haven't. in their game, but Kansas State, Kansas they can. State has a lot. Uh, I'm, at five and a half is all it is? Yeah. I might have to give the points and take Kansas State in that. Maybe. We'll have to wait and see what happens. Well, you got plenty of time to screw that up between now and then. Ned. And that's exactly what I'll do. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then to come in on Monday and be mad at me because you lost. Either way, you have a great day, and I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>